get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bring out the ceremony! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. T-Bone on BK. 314-399-9646 is the air comfort service tax line. Keep that number close because coming up here in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to give you a chance to, to win a pair of tickets to see Billy, Joel, and Sting for one night only coming up on September 27th at Bush Stadium. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up in just about 10 minutes or so. But right now, we are going out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on the show. Kerbs, appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Brandon, doing well. How are you? Uh, we're doing all right. So, Curbs, earlier today, uh, we were talking about that game from last night and how w- what kind of a role the power play played in it. I was listening to your guys' call of it, and you mentioned afterwards you just got to find a way uh, to score on that. Curbs, I looked this up earlier today. In the last 60 years of hockey, the Blues have the third worst power play in terms of goals scored through the first 39 games of the season. So in the last 60 years of games uh, that we've played, you look at the first 39 games of the season, there's only been two other teams that have scored fewer goals through the first 39 games on the power play than this team. What do we do with this unit right now? Well, I think that they've finally done something that I, I'm actually kind of surprised it's taken this long to do, and they've juggled up the units. I mean, sometimes it, it, it really is hard to picture. It's hard to fathom, isn't it? Like that kind of skill in a five-on-four, just just not producing and getting the goals. And um, honestly, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I, I look at a couple things. I think the Blues have tried that bumper play to the middle of the ice. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. They just aren't able to execute it the way other teams are. So to me, you almost stop trying to execute that one. And, and at times, I wonder if they if it feels like they're they're trying to force that play because that's the play they're looking for. And then they try very low percentage plays, long passes all the way across the ice. Brandon, when you look at the first 60 seconds of the first power play last night, it was some of the fastest passing, quick shooting, quick decision-making. Guys were in the right spot. The passes were on the mark. The shots were on goal. It was some of the best I think we had seen all year. And then this team got away from it again real quick. And that's just one of the you know DNA characteristics of this group. So they're changing it up a little bit. I talked to Drew Bannister today at the morning or at the, the practice that one of the big things he thinks that they need to do is make sure that they take the eyes away from the other team, from the goalie. So Jake Neighbors is going to be net front on one unit. Oscar Sundquist is going to be net front on the other. Colton Pareko is going to be on one of the units because they want a shot uh, threat from up top. They're going to put uh, Krug and per- uh, Perunovic on the other power play unit. 
So uh, shot mentality and net front seems to be the next layer of focus for this team when it comes to the power play. You know, Curbs, you and I have talked a lot about this on post games about Pareko getting more of an opportunity on the power play. And I'm just looking at this from his first year all the way up until he was 26. So the first five years of his NHL career, three power play goals, four power play goals, two power play goals, four, and then three. And since then he does has not had a power play goal. Is, is this kind of an ingredient that could be missing? Well, you look at when he first came into the league, he played uh, on that second power play unit. And, and the Blues had some really good power plays in, in that window there. Uh, a lot of times that second power play unit sometimes maybe only get 30 seconds out there. So I, I don't look for monster numbers on there. Um, if you're looking for Kale McCarr, you know, kind of numbers, uh, Carlson kind of numbers, you're not going to get those from Colton Pareko. But he did find a way to be a threat. He did find the goals. You know, his first years in the league, 10 goals every year. You'll take that when you're developing a big defenseman like that. And, you know, and frankly, he hasn't been on the power play since the Blues signed Tory Krug because you've had Krug and you've had Falk, and it's really that simple. And then he's developed into such a strong defenseman that they want him coming over the boards that very first shift when the other team is throwing their top line out there, you know, at the end of a, of a penalty kill on their end. So, um, I, yeah, look, it, this is one of those things where will it work? I don't know. One, you've got to have somebody passing the puck in an area that he can shoot it, and Colton's going to have to have a shooting mentality. What I do like, though, is the fact that they're finally trying it. I was surprised to see Jacob Verana just immediately come up and get put on that, um, you know, and and I'm, I'm glad that that adjustment has been made, and I'm looking forward to seeing what what's what happened. Colton only had the one game where he was on it, and I think they were out there for about 20 seconds. So we'll see how it goes, but I love the fact that you've got that shot out there because, you know, sometimes it may go wide, sometimes it may not shoot it enough, but people know of that shot, and they now know that that's a threat. Chris Kerber is the voice of the Blues, and he's joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Kerbs, uh, I did want to ask you a question about something that we discussed earlier today. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich is entering next year, the final year of his contract. And I think he's had a good season, maybe not a great one, though, but he's so good all around. I, I've said before, he's, he's my favorite player to watch on this team. I, he's, in my opinion, the best penalty killer I've seen from the Blues forward-wise since I've moved here to St. Louis, which has been the last seven years or so. I, I love the guy. But they're going to have a decision to make on whether or not they're going to extend him on a long-term deal. And that deal is likely to command something like eight-plus million dollars per year based on his production and his two-way value. How difficult, in your opinion, would it be for the Blues to make that kind of a commitment to him while also maintaining eight million dollars per year to both Thomas and Cairo on the uh, on the forward group and then six million dollars a year to Letty and Krug and Bennington and Falk is that too difficult to maintain with that many guys making that much money I don't think it will be uh from this standpoint number one if his numbers bear out that he's earned it that's a really good thing okay and you've already set the bar of what those numbers look like for a a Thomas and a Cairo so if he matches that, you're going to deal with what the Toronto Maple Leafs are dealing with with Nylander with that extension with the way that they had signed Marner and, and Matthews and Tavares, right? So each team kind of has their own salary structure that's set. So if, if uh, Pavel Butchnevich ends up pulling in, you know, and getting you 70 to 80 points a year just like those other two guys have had, I don't think you're going to have a problem doing it because he's one of the smartest hockey IQ guys on this team. He's still obviously in his prime, and you need smart hockey players like that. There's two other factors real quick on this one. One, the salary cap is expected to go up. 
So that's going to ease some of that burden. Now, that doesn't mean that a team's budget's going to go up. Just because the cap goes up, the team still have to find that money, right? And then the other part of that, to be honest with you, is if is if you are bringing in guys and you still have, you know, a, a Jake Neighbors and, and you're bringing in maybe a Snuggerud and a Dvorsky, and you've got some of those other guys. I, I think you've got some younger guys with enough team control that you don't have to pay as much right now. So the first few years of that contract, you're going to be just fine, and that's when this team, uh, you know, really starts to click. So, Curbs, Drew Bannister last night talked a little bit about, you know, how if he feels like guys are pushing to get into the lineup and what that means. We've seen McEachern get called up and then sent back down. Verona brought up and then out of the at least lines earlier today. Are, are there any other guys you feel like need to get that call to see what they have to offer if these guys aren't working? Well, I, I think if you look at the production of Gaudette down there, he's earned it. I do believe, and I and I I like this philosophy. I, I think right now they want to keep the Dean and Bolduke down there, developing and playing well, and that will be. I know it could be frustrating as a fan, saying, "Boy, you could probably use one of those guys." And what if it clicks? And the other thing is, what if it doesn't? This is a long term play with those two guys, and I and I'm okay with that philosophy. What I what I'm really, I don't know, stunned, shocked. I don't know exactly what the word is, Alex. To be honest with you, but. It's it's blown my mind that the call-ups that the Blues have made, just guys haven't figured out what they needed to do. Whether it was with Craig Berube, it was a pretty simple style of hockey that he was asking you to play. Go in, get the puck deep, and and, and go do it. Um, and, and, and then bang and, and hit for it. And whether you're McEachern, whether you're Alexandra, if you're any one of these guys, you're coming up in a role. Do you want to stay in the National Hockey League? If you do, you've got to move in. You've got to get the body. You've got to hold the puck in the offensive zone and make smart decisions. And and they're not doing it. Danny Blay is having a hard time finding his way consistently in the lineup right now with his play being up and down. So I think Nathan Walker is the kind of player that fits that bill. You know exactly what you're going to get. They're moving him to center on that fourth line tomorrow. They're moving Oscar Sundquist up. Um, but but to me, at some point in time, one of these guys, and we're not talking, listen, we're also not talking 21, 22-year-old guys just trying to find their way. We're talking about guys that have been around the league long enough to know what they need to do. And the question is, do you want to stay in the league? And do, and, and if so, you've got to bring more to the table than, than has been brought here. So I'll tell you what, if it, if it could, like, Verona will not be in the lineup tomorrow because of his play last night, unless there's an injury. I mean, and that's, that's and I, I like that aspect of what uh, Drew Bannister is bringing to the table here. So at some point, Alexandrov comes off that conditioning stint. And if that's the case, then, then who goes down? And, and right now, guys are not making those decisions very difficult on the coach or the general manager. He's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues. You'll hear him on the call tomorrow night. Blues versus Rangers, one of my favorite teams to watch anytime that they go up against the St. Louis Blues. going to be fun to see Chris Kreider in town. Pre-game with Alex starting at 6. Chris Kerber has the call with Joey Vitale tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Kerbs, appreciate the time as always, man. Be well. We'll talk with you again soon. Okay, guys. Have a great rest of the week.